how's life changed for you and what stayed the same? Because it's been a bit of a whirlwind since you won that belt. Uh, you know, I'm more busy, you know, which is a good problem to have, I guess. Um, I don't ever take it for granted, you know, I'm blessed. But uh, same with my friends, you know, they haven't changed at all. They make fun of me all the time. And, you know, like the fire station, they, they, they actually make fun of me harder at the station. But it, I wouldn't change it for the world. I love it and I'm happy. I was about to ask you about that at the station. Obviously, there's probably loads of banter flying about between your you getting stick for being like Mr. Big Time. Now you've got the gold belt. Now is that is that? Oh yeah, all the time. They just they make me like clean the toilets all the time. It's terrible. It's uh, but it, it's they're just having fun. And it's it's kind of a unique story in as much as you're a world champion in one of the most demanding sports in the world, and yet you still hold down this job as a as a firefighter. And you're planning on continuing doing that, presumably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I. I uh, yeah, I love what I do in both, both aspects, fighting and being a firefighter um, and a paramedic. I, uh, I work so hard to become that, why would I give it up, you know? And, and I'm lucky I work at two departments that are part-time. You know, I pick my shifts a month in advance, so I can usually trade, you know. So I have great chiefs, too, so it always works out. And over here in the UK, uh, firefighters, obviously, you know, they've got a great reputation for, for saving lives and all the rest of it. Over here, they're also quite well known for doing other random things like saving cats from trees and things like that. What what kind of bizarre call-outs have you had while, while you know while you've been on duty? Uh, we uh, we we don't save cats, uh, as everyone say. We have uh, the city workers do that. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think right now. I mean, we've uh, we have a lot of weird calls. We do get weird calls. I had a guy. We get a lot of medical calls, so we, we, had, we had an old guy, he's probably 85 years old, was cutting wood with a chainsaw and he cut his arm pretty bad. And he was like, so cool and calm. He's like, that's ah, me, my arm. And he like moved it. I'm like, oh, don't move that. And so we, we bandaged it up and took him to the hospital. But he was like, like just laid back about it. You know what I mean? I'm like, and so then I'm like, you know, I was like, I'm having to do IV on you. He's like, oh, it's going to hurt. I'm like, bro, you, you, you have this massive wound from a chainsaw. He's like, ah, you know, I mean, just, just, you know, weird things like that. Just people are just, ah, weird. It's crazy. Yeah. And uh, obviously from, from Ohio, a proud Ohio native, and uh, we've got this, this incredible story happening with Cleveland. Tell us, give us a bit of the backstory about, Cleveland's always been a bit of a hard luck story sporting-wise, and now all of that changed when you won the heavyweight championship, and now it seems like things are picking up. Tell me about about how it was and how things are now and just how great it is to be a to be a sports fan in Cleveland. It's about to get better tonight when the Indians win the World Series. But uh yeah man, as a kid, you know, I just I didn't understand as much as a kid, you know, I just you know, I was a little kid, you know, I loved the Browns and loved the Indians and stuff like that. You know, but I liked the other teams too, but 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 then as I got older, you know, I just just the loyalty, you know, I just loved them, you know, and I just it's just so hard to like watch it sometimes because you're like we're so close yet so far, you know, just one thing goes wrong or you know, or yeah, it was hard. It was hard. We just, you know, people were making fun of us, mistake by the lake, you know, forever go to Cleveland, you know, and then, uh, you know, we got LeBron, and then we were doing good, and then he left, and then he came back, and then we had, we got a casino. The city's alive now. It's beautiful, and then, boom, we win titles. And <laughs> tell me, tell me about the emotion walking into that arena. Um, and as, as the world heavyweight champion, obviously you did the parade and all of that, and that, that must have been an incredible experience. But the experience of actually walking into the arena as the world heavyweight champion in, in Cleveland, just, just, just tell us about that. Uh, I got goosebumps thinking about it right now, you know, walking out. I just I didn't expect it to be that loud, you know. I knew it was going to be loud, but I just didn't know. 
and they just, uh, man, the Korean people are a different breed of people. They're just, you know, they're like like creations. They're just hardworking people, and they got loyalty, and they're there for your team, and just uh, just walking out, just uh, people just screaming and just giving you just so much energy. It was awesome. And how have they embraced you, sort of outside of the sport? So you know, obviously, you know, you work in you work in the in the state and in the town as well. So what's what's the general uh, the sort of public reaction to you when people see you see you around and about these days? Oh, I am get a picture, you know, like yeah, sure. it's a lot more. I, I get noticed a lot more, which is you know great. You know, I'm, I'm just happy and just blessed, and, uh, and I'll never take it for granted. I'm just happy. And uh, heavyweight champion of the world, the title that tends to come with that is the baddest man on the planet. Yeah. Uh, it used to be the boxing heavyweight champion of the world. Do you think that 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 strap line is is more appropriate for the UFC champion right now? I have a percent, you know, it's, you know, I love boxing, but, you know, there's so many more aspects to MMA, it's mixed martial arts, you know, there's so many different martial arts you have to learn, so I, I, you know, I think so. And uh, the heavyweight division right now, things are beginning to sort of fall into place a little bit, it looks like we've got a title eliminator, Kane, who you haven't fought before, mm-hmm. against Fabrizio, who obviously you have, mm-hmm. um, what do you make of both fighters, who do you think is the better overall heavyweight? Uh, you know, I'm not good at cho- picking that, you know, or choosing a fighter. Um, they're both amazing fighters, you know, they, they, they fought the best, they beat the best in the world. Um, you know, Verdum, uh, you know, he looked, he looked okay his last fight, you know, against uh, Travis Brown. Um, and then, you know, Kay looked amazing against his fight against uh, Travis Brown. Well, they actually both fought Travis Brown, I just realized that. <laughs> um, you know, and I think, uh, you know, I think Kane wants to get that, that loss back, you know. And, you know, Verdum, you know, he's confident, he's always confident. So it's gonna be a you know interesting fight. I think whoever implements the game plan the best is gonna win. But you know whoever wins, I, I don't care. Uh, I mean I'll be ready. You know I, I match up very well with both of them. So you know whoever whoever wins and they put me against them, I'll be happy. It's a division that's up until pro- well probably still right now. It's populated by a lot of veterans of the sport, people who've been around the sport and in that heavyweight division for quite a long time. There are three guys who could potentially jump into that heavyweight division uh, and make a bit of a dent who are currently at 205, you've got Daniel Cormier, who obviously used to fight at heavyweight. Mm. Um, you've got Anthony Rumble Johnson, who's talked about potentially jumping up. And obviously you've got John Jones as well. There's the potential for any one or more of those jumping up to heavyweight in the next 12 to 18 months. What do you make of those three? And of those three, who do you think would give you the best test in, in a heavyweight championship? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Just, they're both, all three of them are amazing fighters. You know, they, they all bring different aspects, you know. I know Anthony Rumble Johnson. It's hard, you know. Just you, know, you gotta watch out for he's got he's got hammers in his fists. I know, you know, DC. He, uh, you know, he's good all around. Pushes the pace. You know, makes you makes you think of what you're doing and makes you uncomfortable. You know, and John Jones is one of the greatest of all time. You know, he's he's an animal. But I think all three of them are just uh, they'd be all a great test. And you'd fancy your chances against all three of them, presumably. Yeah, I mean, whoever honestly, I fight whoever I'm gonna fight. Honestly, I, I'll be confident. I walk in whoever I'm facing. I'm the best coaches in the world. And uh, one of the one of the topics this year has been these gold belts have proven quite hard to hang on to, and uh, none more so than the heavyweight championship. Um, you've already defended it successfully once. Um, the record is two. How many how, how many times do you think you're going to defend this for? A long time. I'm not I'm a pick, but I'm going to have the belt for a long time. I uh, you know, I work too hard to give it up. Brilliant. And. Uh, in terms of the overall the overall sport itself, it's going through a period of change right now. We've got new owners coming in. Uh, we don't know what 2017 is going to look like. Potentially, we might see more 
uh, world championship fights going internationally. Is that something you'd be particularly interested to get involved in fighting overseas? You've I, done it before. I, I mean, honestly, I don't really matter. I, I mean, I fought all over the world. <laughs> like, there's gonna be nothing new to me. I mean, honestly, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I fought Australia, Brazil twice, and, you know, I fought in the UK, I fought in Canada. I mean, so it's, you know, wherever they want me to fight, I'm going to fight. This is, this is the job I picked, and, you know, I can't really pick and choose. I, mean, I love to fight in the States all the time. You know, I hate traveling, so, <laughs> but it's whatever they want me to do. And uh, I understand you're off to, off to Croatia next. I am. Tomorrow I leave to go to Croatia. I get to see Mirko again with my dude, and, uh, you know, get to meet the fans and stuff, and live it up there again. I love going there. Tell us a bit about the relationship with you and Mirko, how that started and, and, and how it sort of blossomed over time. Oh, he just, you know, we, uh, we met a few times, you know, and then he uh, invited me to train with him for two weeks. I said, of course. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's just an amazing guy, just a great man. And you know, I'm lucky to have him as a friend. Brilliant. And uh, in terms of UFC 205, I understand after that you're heading back to, to New York for UFC 205. How much do you enjoy just going to these events virtually as a fan and being able, just having the pressure off? being able to actually just enjoy watching the fights because effectively that's that's how it's going to be for you oh it's gonna be amazing <laughs> no nerves or anything like that i'm just gonna sit there and relax and uh enjoy myself and uh I'm gonna get to watch the fights is there a particular bout that you're really looking forward to seeing um it's such a stacked card you know I, i'm excited to get to see you know chris Wyman, i'm good friends with i get to watch him fight so i'm really, really excited to see that fight um but i mean honestly all the fights I'm, i mean from start to finish is an amazing card great stuff thanks very much yes, sir.